Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're revisiting the numbers game for the third time. We're talking about numbers 50 through 75. We have been doing this exercise for a little while. It's been fun just to kind of revisit some of these old players and numbers that we remember and some that are even playing presently. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a refresh of some of the rules. The basic rules are we're drafting players based on recognition of number. It's not always based on talent. Um, The main thing is we're selecting on talent, impact, and recognition. So those are the three things you want to think about. So there's really no right answer. So we're encouraging everybody, if you have a better number or you think of another player, fill it in, send it to us. We'd love to see your list. But for today, we're basing it mostly off recognition, talent, and impact to the game. Um, So why don't we pick up where we left off? We are at, we left off with number 50, I believe, with David Robinson. Mm -hmm. So that leaves 51. You had the last pick, so I will pick up at number 51. All right, what do you got? So two guys stand out to me with 51. Personally, um, this was actually a tougher choice for me than I thought it was going to be when I first made this mock draft. Once we start getting into the 50s, it's like, oh, who wore 50? Who wore 52? Who wore all these great numbers? Because there's so many great football players. Yes. So 51 was a tough number for me to give to a football player. I really wanted to give it to Ichiro Suzuki. Right. However, I gave it to Dick Butkus because I knew that name before I started watching football. That was just one of those names. But in spirit, I think Ichiro Suzuki probably gets this number. Okay. How do you feel about this? I'd Uh, love to hear your thoughts on Suzuki just because his career was when I was really young. Yeah. And you saw him at the like the pinnacle of his power. So right. my memory is kind of faded to what he actually was. He was definitely a, a player that came in and changed baseball. I mean, he was so good, um, and just his style, his 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 batting stance, all that stuff. It yeah. was just something he had never seen that before. So he really had a big impact, obviously, in in baseball. Um, but Dick Butkus, I mean, it's like you know. Chicago Bears have a long history of just ridiculously good yes. linebackers. Yes. And now that we're into the the fifties, the numbers of the fifties, um, you know, it's I, I think you gotta go with him. He's, yeah. He was so impactful in so many ways. And um, he's just revered to this day. Like he people is. probably don't even know what his face looks like and they know that name. They know the name. Um, yep, Dick Butchkiss. Yep. But Hall of Famer, eight time Pro Bowl, five time all pro. Um, the number that really jumped out to me that I was kind of surprised by with a linebacker was 22 interceptions. Right. Um, Isn't that funny? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's some of these nicknames, too, just speaking of funny, <laughs> are great. The animal, the enforcer, the maestro of mayhem, or the robot of destruction. Yeah, perfect. So it just really revered. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pass his name on this list and not acknowledge him, let alone give him this number. Yeah, I, I think it's a solid pick. I mean, right. he's, yeah. Well, that leaves number 52, and oh, there's some good man. names and some yes. good numbers up there, so I did my best to give you some good ones, but where are you leaning? Well, two um, two players come to mind. Um, Ray Lewis um, from the Baltimore Ravens, um, Hall of Fame linebacker, but I also got to think about Mike Webster. Now, he was around during the 70s um, when the Steelers won their four Super Bowls. Yes. He was a fantastic center he was really good yes um so i think it for me it comes down to those two players um if i had to probably give it to ray lewis um only because um he's just one of those guys where um 
you know, he's he's a legend. Mm-hmm. He he's just he was so good, and people feared him. Not that they didn't fear Webster, but uh, Ray Lewis was just one of those players where you you don't want to come in no. contact with that guy. And, and one of the like captains of one of the most menacing defenses, oh, yes. not just in pro, mm-hmm. but also in college with yes. the U Miami. Oh yeah. So I I will say this before we move on because. Mm-hmm. Just again, revisiting these names, it's fun to look back at some of the accomplishments like Mike Webster. Right. Uh, Hall of Fame, nine-time Pro Bowl, five-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champ, like you said. Yeah. Phenomenal garden center. Um, And then Ray Lewis to compare, Hall of Fame as well, 12-time Pro Bowl, seven-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champion. He was the MVP one of those times that he went to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And then he was also a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Right. And to just, have a defensive player as the Super Bowl MVP doesn't oh, happen a lot. No, so that, it's rare. Yeah, it's amazing. I think the last one's Von Miller, and then before so. that, it's Ray Lewis. Yeah. And it's it's been a while. It's been a long time, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. um, or I actually, was it also uh, this past Super Bowl, it might have been Aaron Donald. I can't remember. Um, I thought it was, was it? Uh, Stafford. but It might have been Stafford. Yeah. We'll check it, fact check yeah. it later. But either way, really impressive thing to add to your resume. So I love the pick for number 52, but it is yeah. a tough one there. It's very tough, yep. All right, well, moving on to 53. So this was a number, you just don't see 53 anymore. Right. Although, for me, this is a very fashionable number. Okay. I know that a lot of old basketball teams, 53 was a really coveted number, the same way you're 33, 32. We mm-hmm. just don't see those a lot right. anymore. you don't. But this is definitely a number, when I look at it, I think center, and I think Artis Gilmore. Artis Gilmore, okay. Um, Artis Gilmore, people, if you haven't seen what he looks like, he'll think he invented the fro. He's insane. He was <laughs> an incredible player. Afro, man. He, he was style. And yeah. he's seven foot two. He's 240 pounds. He played for the Chicago Bulls. Um, he's a Hall of Famer, 11-time All-Star. He was an ABA champ in 75, five-time All-ABA. Um, he did spend some of his time in the ABA and then in the NBA, so he kind of crosses over with history. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing you want to know is in what, he was a five-time all-defensive player, so I really wow. am picking him just because the guy's a ferocious rebounder, he can block shots, great scorer, although he didn't average too high of points throughout his career. Still, 18.8 for mm-hmm. a center back then, that's where the focus of the game was. Right. I think that's a great uh, just player in general to have. Yeah. Um, also, Iron Man played multiple seasons, shot well from the field. Uh, if I could do anything differently, I would love to see his style played more in the Jordan era and even in the present day, just because he's a classic grounded center um, in the 70s and the a little bit of the 80s that he yeah. played in were kind of crazy times, or he played most of the 80s, I should say, but right. just kind of crazy all over, kind of wild career. I would have loved to see him in more modern times with that fashion and flair on the court. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, he was um, a great player. He really, I mean, he played so many seasons, too. Some of these guys, I mean, they play 20-something seasons. It's amazing to see that. Yeah, and they're all-stars, like, five years out from retirement, and they're playing 82 games. It's amazing. Um, You know, well-known in Chicago, but also San Antonio. I think he spent a year in Boston, Boston too. too. Yeah, Yeah. did there, too. Um, Just great career. I really... Just think this is the guy for 52 because okay. this is who I think of. All right, 53, Artis Gilmore. I think yeah. it's, that's a good pick. There's a lot of other good 53s. So. I was hoping you'd go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Randy Gratishar. I haven't yes. seen that name in a long time, but yeah, he was a great player. Yes. Um, I, I totally remember that name, Randy Gratishar. Um, no, he was good. Um, 
and even some of the players, you know, like um, Pouncey, uh, the center mm. for the Steelers. I mean, yes. the Steelers have a long history of great centers, and, and Maurice Pouncey was definitely up there. So That was most of the list was guards and centers that right. I had from the NFL. So I was like, yep. surprised I was giving this to a basketball player. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. at the same time, Artis Gilmore stands out in the crowd. All right. All right, 54 is all yours. Ooh, 54. Um, well, this is a tough this linebacker is a tough, number. <laughs> this, this is very tough, yeah. Um, well, I will just say, I mean, you have you have Goose Gossage, you have mm. Randy White. I yep. remember uh, his heyday with the um, Cowboys, just a great player. But I think above all them, we have to go with Brian Erlacher from yes. the Bears. Again, another Chicago middle linebacker, just absolutely menacing player um Mm -hmm. feared by a lot of teams just so good and yeah i think he retired earlier than he probably should have maybe he played what 13 years but i think he still had something in him but i think he was maybe hurt some of the time but yeah um but anyway great player um eight-time pro bowler i mean hall of famer like what else can you say about him um four-time all pro 2005 defensive player of the year i mean just the the awards go on yeah and just revered forever. Yes. I remember, you know, growing up in Wisconsin, right across the border was Minnesota. Right. Kids wore Erlacher jerseys. Yeah. Oh. Like that was yeah. a very common thing to see. You'd walk around, you know, a mall or you'd go to, you know, into town. Mm-hmm. People wore Erlacher jerseys yes. outside Chicago. Like people right. loved him. Yeah. And just the way that he played the game. I feel like he's a very old fashioned player in a modern era. Just because of how gritty he was. I think that's a great summary. Yes. Uh, but yeah. football's just better with Brian Urlacher, <laughs> and really I, I miss watching him play. Yeah. Um, so this one was one of those cool that I do remember seeing him play and just remembering just how great he was in the moment when I was so young. Yep. And I love that he played all of his time with yeah. the Bears. Yeah. He played with yeah. the same team. That's that's always cool. I love seeing that for any player. So. Adding to the legacy of the Bears defense. Right. Absolutely. All right. Oh, okay. You're up on 55. So there were a lot of names for me. This is where I kind of disappeared into history. <laughs> and I, again, when I was making this list, I was going through so many things, I kind of forgot it. So I may ask for your help a little sure. bit here on these. Um, but I just started comparing, you know, when we were looking at baseball players, um, football players, I just really wanted to know, okay, who were these guys? Because right. this is some of the first, many of these names I'm visiting for the first time. Okay. Um, I ended up going with Junior Sale. Yep, Sale. Junior Sale. Yep. Um, Hall of Famer, 12-time Pro Bowl, 6-time All-Pro. Walter Mayton, Man of the Year, also a linebacker. I just remember hearing this name a lot when I was growing up. Um, He was a player in the early 90s, and he played into the late 2000s, Mm -hmm. I believe, up until 2009. Um, I remember seeing him play for the Patriots, and I also remember him being a San Diego... Diego, Chargers. Yeah, yeah. the Chargers then. Um, So he was just a name I recognized right away, but there's some other great names on here that I was hoping you might be able to talk a little bit about just because there's... In particular, was it Oriel? Oral. Oral. Oral Hershiser. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. He was a pitcher for the Dodgers. I remember when he came into the league, he was absolutely lights out. Um, just, again, one of those players that everyone's like, this guy can really, really mm-hmm. pitch. Great pitcher. Yeah. Um, he spent most of his career with the Dodgers. Then he pitched for the Indians for a while. Um, bounced around a little bit toward the end of his career. But, yeah. again, he's one of those players where he, he came in in 83 and just dominated i mean the guy was a really just solid pitcher absolutely 
a workhorse. I mean, he's, you know, he's goes back to those days when a pitcher would actually pitch nine innings, you yes. know, um, and do it. I don't want to say easily, but he would do it and he wouldn't give it a second thought, you know? Yeah. So Earl Hershiser, great pitcher. Um, I love that he's on this list. Uh, Junior Seau, again, another great player. Um, he was one of those players, much like a Singletary or a Erlacher, where you're like, you, you almost, you you design your game plan around him. In other words, <laughs> if he's over there, you're going the other way, right? Yes. So Junior Seau, great player. Um, just so fast. He was one of the fastest linebackers I ever saw play because he could get to the ball like I mean, you would just be like, "What is that guy doing?" Because he's yeah. so quick. It's, so yeah, yeah. I amazing. I was able to watch a little bit of film when I was making this list and just think ball hawk. Like yep. he looks like a safety he in does. a linebacker's body. Really, that's it. That's yeah. that's where I went. And then with Oral, if you get a chance to anyone that's listening that's curious to look at his Baseball Reference page, he's got one of the strangest <laughs> baseball pages I've ever seen. Not for what you think, because usually when we're making this list, we're looking at Hall of Fame. Right. But the first thing you see is Cy Young, three-time All-Star, World Series champ, Golden Glove, mm-hmm. World Series MVP. And then you start rolling into his stats. And again, yeah. these numbers are huge. Yeah. So really cool just chance to visit a player that I hadn't heard about that clearly yeah. I should know, um, which is why this exercise has been so much fun. Yeah. Um, but from there, we jump into number 56. And I'm going to oh. give it to you. Oh, and uh, there's some some tough names on this yeah. list, but I feel like we're both probably leaning in a similar direction. Well, I mean, okay. yeah, 56. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you throw the curveballs, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, 56, uh, a great, another great linebacker yes. number in the NFL. Yes. Um, obviously, the, the number has been worn in all sports, of course, but you got to go with LT, Lawrence yes. Taylor, yeah. um, linebacker for the, again, another linebacker, but he played linebacker for the Giants, and again, he's one of those players that... Um, change the game. I mean, you you would look at yes. his his style of play. He would he could hit like so hard and just again teams feared him. They planned around him. Um, it was just one of those players where he just absolutely dominated. I mean, his stat sheet or his awards are just ridiculous. Yeah, Hall of Fame, ten time Pro Bowl, ten eight time All Pro, two time Super Bowl champion, um, MVP. I mean, three time Defensive Player of the Year. It, it just yeah. award after award after award after award. Right. Um, yeah. And then ends his career with 142 sacks. Yeah. Just, I will always think of LT as he was like a tornado on the edge. He was an edge rushing mm-hmm. linebacker. Yep. And he's kind of the father of modern day pass rushing. He like whenever yeah. you think of pass rushing and what, you know, your John Randalls are doing, or maybe mm-hmm. even your Aaron Donalds, even though he's interior, it's kind of different. Right. But you look at like, just outside linebackers in general, he was used in a way that linebackers just really weren't used before. Right. And that's what made him such a special player and why many revere him to be maybe the greatest football player of all time, just yeah. because of how disruptive and just powerful he was for his frame. Yeah, and you could argue that he could have he could have probably played defensive line too. Yes. Um but yes. he was so fast they wanted him as a linebacker, but mm-hmm. he really was more of a I don't want to say a pass rusher, but um, just, yeah, he's one of those players where you, where do you put him? You know, yeah. you could easily put him on the line. You could throw him in the linebacker area. So yeah, just great player all, all around LT. And if you go to New York, everyone knows him. <laughs> everyone loves him. Great, well, great player. Weird newsflash, but they're bringing back the classic 
Giants jerseys oh. from LT's era with the little red yeah. on the sleeve. Nice. It looks pretty good. That's Actually, awesome. I'm pretty excited to see it again. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. All right. I am up again mm-hmm. with 57. 57. So, again, a great chance for me to dive into history and check out some of the great numbers. Um, I, I kind of went all over the place. I went to Tom Jackson in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. We had Tom Jackson, sure. I'm pulling up the names here again here. Francisco Rodriguez was another pitcher for the Angels for years. Yeah. Uh, But eventually, I just decided to settle on Dwight Stevenson. Um, He was a center, and I just was looking at his stat page and was kind of like, you know what? He seems like the kind of guy you'd want to have on your team at the center position. He's a Hall of Famer, five-time Pro Bowl, uh, four-time All-Pro, Walter Payton Man of the Year. That does matter to me. That means you were once considered to be one of the faces of the league you were a well-revered player that people respected yes um and then he was also voted to the all 1980s team which is amazing that's a big deal that's a huge deal so even though his stat page doesn't show it the film definitely does incredibly intelligent player playing at the center to tackle position at six foot two 255 pounds for the miami dolphins for years i just really loved what he brought to the table and he was one of those guys that when i saw him i was like this right. is a center that you just want on your team. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it's a solid pick. I mean, fifty seven not a super popular number. No, I was surprised how little fifty sevens there were out there. I thought it'd be a bigger like yeah. baseball number or right. anything else. No, but um, but Tom Jackson, you mentioned him. Yeah. Um, great player for the Broncos. But no, I think that's that's a great pick. I mean, Dwight Stevenson, he didn't play that long actually. He only played no. what, ten years or nine years. So. Uh, to make that impact, though, and get in into that the Hall time, of Fame, right, yeah, right, is is great. So, okay, um, moving on, we are on number fifty-eight. Um, now, this one is really tough because <laughs> um, even just staying within the NFL world, um, which I know most of, I guess, better than the other sports, but. Um, you got Jack Lambert, you got Derek yeah. Thomas, you got Carl Banks. I mean, yeah. where do you stop, right? Um, but again, I grew up um, in the 70s, and I remember the Steelers being the dominant team. Um, if you go back and look at the different decades, you had the Packers in the 60s, you had the Steelers in the 70s, 49ers in the 80s, and mm-hmm. the Cowboys in the 90s. But in the 70s, Jack Lambert, uh, again, another linebacker wearing number 58, great career. Um four-time Super Bowl champ. I mean, just that alone. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at this guy's stats. It's crazy. I, I know. And again, another thing I love that he played with the Steelers the whole time. But back then, you didn't have a free agency yeah. and stuff. But but still yeah. to play that long yeah. with the team of that decade. I yes. mean, they were changing over parts when the Raiders were really good. They were yes. rotating their roster all the time. So right. to be that consistent guy holding down the line, it's mm-hmm. just incredible. But. Yep. Hall of Famer, nine-time Pro Bowl, six-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champion. That's remarkable. Yes. All-team Hall of Famer for 1970, one of the greatest linebackers ever to play the game. I yeah. love this pick. I think it's great. I'm glad you gave a shout-out to Derek Thomas, Yeah. Um, Carl Banks, Wilbur Marshall. like All of these guys are just yeah. incredible players. Um, but Jack Lambert also stood out to me. He was my pick as well. Okay. All right, moving on to 59. 59. So 59 is, again, one of these numbers that I just don't think of many players right. until I started looking at the list. Yep. And there were two names that jumped out to me, Seth Joyner mm-hmm. and oh, Jack yeah. Ham. Oh, yeah. So I just want to show off a little bit about Seth Joyner because, again, yep. linebacker and defensive back. He was an incredibly athletic player. 
that was playing, let me see his full career here, if I can pull the stats up, from 86 to 1998. Right. So really multi-purposed athlete. I love that he mostly spent his time as a linebacker. Yep. Just talented player overall. One-time Super Bowl champ, three-time Pro Bowler. So did make yeah. waves. Right. However, Jack Ham takes the number for me. Yeah. Um, again, leaning back to these teams of the decade, right. uh, he played at Pittsburgh his whole career. He's a yep. Hall of Famer, eight-time Pro Bowl, six-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champ, and again, Hall of Famer on the 1970s all-time team. Yeah. So another linebacker from the Steelers goes here, mm-hmm. but respectably so. Um, this guy was, from all the stats, I did not get to find much film of him. Um, but all the same, the numbers speak highly of his abilities. Yep. And when you talk about Jack Ham and Jack Lambert, I mean, they, they do go together. Um, Yes. They both were just amazing linebackers for the Steelers, which, you know, you could argue certainly helped them win those four Super Bowls. So (laughs) back in the grit and grind era, when everyone was running, those linebackers were just the core of defenses. And now they they really really feel like. I don't know if it's different with linebackers today because of the pass threat. They right. definitely feel like more defensive backs some mm-hmm. days. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just the time in the era really speaks highly to if you were a great linebacker because you had to be great to play in the NFL. You really did. You really did. And as you mentioned, so many teams ran the ball. I mean, that's yes. really it was run first back then for every team. And to have a good set of linebackers was key to, to having a good defense. So. Yeah. Okay, we are moving on. Now we're in the 60s. Now, the 60s are a tough number group. (laughs) Um, Maybe one of the toughest because, again, you don't have a lot of players wearing 60 numbers except um, offensive linemen, which is fine, but... Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, they're not the guys who are going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I like to, I'm, I'm trying to find the note, because I, call, I called this group a nickname. It was like the workhorse numbers. Yeah. These are your linemen. These yep. are your defensemen. These are, you know, these guys that you're probably not going to hear in the color commentary world as much, right. but are still incredibly important when it comes to just athletics in general. So a lot of Hall of Famers in here. It was mm-hmm. tough to dwindle this list down because these numbers are really shared within right. the football hockey world. They really are. And and the one player that stands out to me, which you would not see um, this time or now because he wore number 60, but mm-hmm. it's Otto Graham. Okay. Otto Graham was a quarterback. Was a quarterback. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, that, I love that you bring this up because yeah. I thought it was funny he was here yep. as a quarterback wearing number 60. He wore, This was before they put the number restrictions in place. So he was number 60, but he played quarterback for the Browns for, I don't know, probably 12 years it looks mm-hmm. like. Um, again, great career, Hall of Famer. You still hear his name mentioned among the NFL elite. Um, you yeah. just do. So. One of those players that really kind of changed the game, especially when the passing game was starting to come into into the league. Um, he really was one of those quarterbacks that could do it all. He could run, yeah. he could throw, he could do it, you know, you name it. Yeah. So. I love, too, on his football reference page, it says QB and defensive back. Yes, Because yes. I guess they must have played a couple they, snaps with him on defense, too. Well, and many players back then played both ways. Yeah, You know, they would play true. quarterback and then defensive back, or wow. maybe an offensive lineman would pay, play defensive lineman. It's, you would never see that today. Wow. But back then, a lot of players played both ways. Absolutely. Wow. Well, he's yep. a Hall of Famer, six or seven-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, Three-time NFL champ. NFL champ. So this was before the Super Bowl wow. years. But yeah, NFL. Yep. Four-time AAFC champ. Mm-hmm. Three-time MVP. 1950s all-time team. 
just a ton of awards yeah. there as well. I like yeah. this pick. It's cool to visit it. It's a little piece of history too. Yep, absolutely. Might be the only quarterback with – I was looking at that too of, are those his interceptions or did he throw those? <laughs> right. So yeah. it's kind of cool to see that little piece of history it just cut out right here on the list. Yep, Otto Graham. Awesome. We'll jump into 61. We're continuing down the workhorse lane, although we started with a quarterback. Um, great names at 61. But for me, Bill George was my pick. Sure. Um, I went and leaned in with, again, the Bears, the history of that organization, mm-hmm. and setting the tone of what they mean to football. Bill George is still a name in Chicago. Yeah. And he's a Hall of Famer. He's an eight-time Pro Bowl, eight-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champ, or NFL champ, excuse me, because mm-hmm. predated Super Bowl. Right. And played in the 50s. Um, this yeah. name really resonates with me because I had a grandfather that was from Detroit, Detroit Lions, Bears, that Midwest kind of rivalry. He knew about Bill George and had spoken about him to me multiple times. Ah. He played linebacker, guard, defensive tackle, you name it. He was just a really strong body. Uh, Although when I say how big he was, it's probably like, well, we got linebackers that are that big now (laughs) playing. But he was 6'2", 237. Um, And back then, that was huge. That was a big man. That was a man. So. Yeah. I really just loved revisiting this uh, and just getting a chance to check it out. Some other names that were out there was Curly Coop, sorry, Cup, uh, um, yep. and then we also had Josh Beckett, oh, yeah. which Baseball. I remember Josh Beckett sure. very Pitcher. well. Um, Josh Beckett had a run in there too. He was eligible for other numbers, but he's a three-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, and won MVP of the World Series too. So yep. I think that really matters too when we're talking about lists of what kind of impact did you make while you were playing right. to win a World Series and to be the focal point of it is huge. But yep. for me, Bill George, I just really appreciate that history, and I love talking about him a little bit, so he got that number. I love it. That's great. All right, I'm passing it back to you for 62. Okay, 62. It's a very unused number. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will just say that you know when I was looking for 62s, not a lot of guys were 62. Um, no, which it's I thought was weird. Like really strange. What is up with 62? You know, but <laughs> um, but I did find one good player, Jim Langer. Um, yes. Again, he was a football player. Uh, he played center and guard, 6'2", 250. Um, now again, he played back in you know mostly the 70s, a little bit into the 80s. So back then, that's a big guy. It mm-hmm. really is. Um, but yeah, he again Hall of Famer, right? So, um, just a solid player, six times Pro Bowl, uh, three times All Pro, t- two times Super Bowl champ. Um, wow. So yeah, and he played actually for the Vikings for a couple of years, yeah. um, which is very cool. But um, no, good player. Um, he actually played for the Dolphins team that won that went undefeated, the '72 Dolphins, um, and then he won a couple of Super Bowls with them. So, uh, Jim Langer. Number 62. It's a bummer that there aren't many great 62s, but it's still a Hall of Famer. He's still a Super Bowl champ. Really love to have him on the list. And we'll take it into 63, which for me, a lot of names here. Um, Just to name a few, Willie Lehner is one that I really liked. Uh, Leroy Selman was another. But for me, it's Gene Upshaw all the way. Gene Upshaw, yes. Gene Upshaw, I've never seen him play, but okay. I know that name. Yes. Um, Gene Upshaw, for those that don't know, he's a Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowl, five-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, um, and he played with the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders, and He was yes. their left guard for years, yep. which I think is a huge salute 
255. He was a focal point of their mm-hmm. offense. Just an incredible player um, that was consistent, that played most games, and really is a staple of that franchise and a lot of the grit and grind that you think about when you go back to the Raiders way back when um, from 67 to, what was it here, uh, 1981. Yeah. So really in the heyday of the Raiders. Love to see that. Love to see a guard. So Gene Upshaw it is. That's great. And I, I love the fact that, um, you know, he was an offensive lineman, which they typically those players don't get a lot of um, of the spotlight, I guess. Yeah. But he was, you know, he was the the face of the Raiders. Um, and again, in the 70s, you got to remember, 70s, the Raiders and the Steelers were the teams. Yeah. I mean, they, they were both really good teams and they played each other a lot. And there was no love lost between them. Um, but Gene Upshaw, great player. Um, yeah. Again, he was you know over 250 pounds, 6'5". I mean, that's a massively big yeah. guy back then. And I always think of him as, I think he was one of John Madden's favorite players of all he time, was. too. Yeah, because John Madden coached the Raiders. John Madden loved Gene Upshaw. Yeah. And, and may, people may not know this about him, but... Um, after he retired, he was the executive director of the NFL Players Association. So he represented mm-hmm. the players in their negotiations with the owners. Yes. And um, he was a big part of the fact that the way contracts are structured nowadays and things like that, you can really go back to Gene Upshaw and thank him for that. Because he, <laughs> he really was the voice of the players. Yes. And back then, I got to tell you, the players... Um, I mean, they were not treated well. They were, no. they, it was, yeah, it was not fun being a player. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, Gene Upshaw, great player. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to pass it back to you for 64. Okay. 64, um, two players come to mind. Um, Randall McDaniel from the Vikings. Yes. I remember him. Um, great player. Uh, he was a guard. He, he was always, he's a 12 time pro blower. I mean, every year it was like, it was no doubt Randall McDaniel, great guard for the Vikings. However, I will have to say that Jerry Kramer, um, if those those of you don't know, Jerry Kramer was a guard and he played for the Packers. Um, I hate giving this number to a Packer over the Viking, <laughs> but Jerry Kramer, um, he played during Vince Lombardi's time. I mean, the, the you know, the heyday of the Packers, right? And um, wow. all those Super Bowls, or I shouldn't say Super Bowls, all those championships they won before they introduced the Super Bowl. Uh, Jerry Kramer was right there uh, along Bart Starr. Um, he was a guard, and he actually wrote... Um, a couple of really, really good books if you have a chance to go look um, about his time with the Packers right and stuff. On. So anyway, Jerry Kramer, number 64, got to go with him. Awesome. Well, that warms my heart there a little <laughs> bit. Well, I'm going to go on to 65, and I'm actually going to go off my list a little bit here. Okay. Um, we've got Elvin, we've got Tom Mack, and we got Gary Zimmerman. Right. And... I'm reviewing some of these stats, and this is, again, we revisit this stuff, and I always go with one name, and sometimes it's nice just to take a second look, and I actually think I might go with Gary Zimmerman on okay. this one. Okay. Um, I was torn between these three. It was a tough right. time, but for me, I'm looking at Gary Zimmerman. He's a Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champ, mm-hmm. all-80s team, and all-90s team, Right. and that's really what separates it for me. Tom Mack, incredible career as well. Yeah. Played for the Rams his whole career, Hall of Famer, 11-time Pro Bowl. Um, when you look at Elvin, I mean, 8-time Pro Bowl, Hall of mm-hmm. Fame as well. But I really think when you get recognition, 
not only as a Hall of Famer, but as one of the greatest players of that decade. Right. And make it twice. And twice. That's incredible. Yeah. His size is remarkable. I really remember this player, um, or at least people talking about him before my time. He was a Viking. He was a Bronco, I believe, as well. Well, that's where um, he won his Super Bowls. Right? That's where he won his Super Bowls. So, yeah. yes, I, I, I'm i going to do an audible and go with Gary Zimmerman okay. here. Good pick. Good pick. Um, yeah, he was a big guy. Played tackle for the Vikings for years, and uh, he was again. He was one of those. He you know he played left tackle, which you know nowadays yeah. that's the, that's sort of probably the second most important position on any team. Um, but back then, you didn't really have that um, attention given to a left tackle. But he was you know for well, he played what twelve years here, maybe yeah. thirteen years. He was that anchor that every offensive lineman dream of. So yeah, just consistency um, at the left tackle spot is awesome. Mm-hmm, yep. It really is very cool. And uh, you give one to a Packer, I gave one to a Viking, <laughs> so we're go. equal now. There you go. <laughs> All right, floor is yours again for sixty six. Oh, sixty six. Um, now we're starting to get into some interesting numbers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, my my instinct is to go with Ray Nitschke. Um, yeah great football player but i will tell you that mario lemieux um he also wore 66 and as great as ray nitschke was i'm gonna have to give the nod to and not because ray uh because ray nitschke's a packer but <laughs> i do have to give the nod to mario lemieux um, all right okay. he was yeah i mean he i like it he, he well yeah. first of all he played his whole career with the penguins which is mm-hmm. cool but um, his stats are just off the charts. I mean, yes. you could almost argue, well, obviously Gretzky's number one, but you know he's easily in the top five players of all time in hockey, no question. Wow. So, yeah, Hall of Famer, two-time cup winner, 84-85, Calder Award. Um, I mean, Pearson Award. The awards are just endless yeah. here. Um, Smite the Award. Just, just absolutely great player. Longevity, great player. greatness, just incredible yeah i i love yep. that pick i think it's great i love that you highlighted he stayed with one team his entire career yep um city of pittsburgh thanks you yeah i'm <laughs> it's sure a great career yeah, i'm sure they do i'm sure they do yeah all right so okay we'll, we'll keep it moving through some of these crazy numbers and we'll get to 67 i will pick this one um there were really only two names that really stood out to me okay one was bob kirchenberg Okay. Um, I believe he was a lineman in the NFL for a couple of years. i got to get my notes up. Yes, he yep. was a guard. Um, played for the Dolphins, two-time Super Bowl champ, one-time All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowls. The other one is Les Richner. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, a, spoil it, this is my pick. I'm okay. going with a Hall of Famer, eight-time Pro Bowl, one-time All-Pro. The main reason that I really liked him is linebacker, stayed with the Rams this whole time, right. and then for some reason, Changed positions to a center his final year. Isn't that funny? Because of need. They needed him to play okay. center. Okay. I like it when a p- player puts himself out there and just throws himself into the game. Right. Um, but ultimately, this was another player that I had heard about in some stories when my grandpa was talking about some of these old football teams. Right. And he played back in the 50s, so from right. 54 to 62. Yep. Didn't play all that long, but at the same time, his name carried weight at a time when football wasn't watched every day no. the way that we watch it now. So oh, no, for me, no. this was a personal choice. Um, I'm not going too much off of stats. It's more off of stories. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I, I think that's that's a great pick. I, I, and again, Bob Kuchenberg, you could have mm-hmm. picked him too. Yeah, um, but either way. Both, both are good. And, you know, again, 60, 
67. 67, not a very popular number. No. I think if I played on a team, I would probably not want to be number 67 for some reason. But I don't know why, but okay. Anyway. All right. Well, 68 is all yours. This this is this is a tough number. Yes. Um, there's four players that jump out to me. Yep. Yammer Yager, um, excellent hockey player. Um, just, again, if you look at his stat sheet, it's just, or his awards, it's just off the charts. Um, and he, you know, he played, again, for, for Pittsburgh for many years. And, you know, again, the, the city of Pittsburgh thanks yep. you, right? Um, but um, I also got to go with Elsie Greenwood. I mean, again, he's he was uh, played with the Steelers during their Dynasty 70s uh, decade. Um he was a line, he was I'm sorry he was a defensive end so again mm-hmm. we had talked about Jack Lambert Jack Ham now we have LC Greenwood um, if you go to go and, go to Pittsburgh and ask anybody if they know LC Greenwood of course they yes. know him I mean he was yes. just one of those cornerstone players of the four Super Bowls in six years also um, one of my favorite football names of all time I yeah. don't know why it sounds scripted <laughs> doesn't it LC Greenwood LC Greenwood yeah no so I I think I'm gonna go with him um, right on six time Pro pick. Bowl two time All Pro. Four-time Super Bowl champ, um, and again, the Steelers, they won four Super Bowls in six years. Um, I think that would be really tough to do now in, the, yeah. in today's game. Yeah. And then, of course, he was part of the um, Hall of Fame All-70s team, which, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a, well, there's always a lot of good players in every decade, but to be to be in that elite group is just yeah. like, wow, amazing. Yeah, there's a handful of names that could have qualified for that yep. to get that title. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Yomer Yager, always fun to revisit. Awesome yeah. player. Yes. Um, but we're going to slide into 69. 69. Um, popular number for the most part. Mm-hmm. I always think football with this number. Um, but there's really only one player that I've wanted to talk about in detail. Because it's a number that a lot of players have worn, but not a ton of players that are Hall of Fame worthy, except for one. Right. And I wanted to ask you this question. Okay. Is Jared Allen a possible Hall of Famer? Where do you feel on him? What do you feel about him? Because for me, I don't think he's going to get in. But for Minnesotans, what he meant to Minnesota and what he meant to Minnesota defenses. Right. I mean, it was a very, one of the best connections player and franchise and fans probably have ever seen. Yes. And and I I agree with you. I don't think he's going to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, And I don't think he should. I I don't think he either played long enough or maybe he didn't have quite have the the sacks that he needed to get there. But again, he was the face of that defense for many years in Minnesota. Yeah, fan favorite, did commercials, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Which um, it's so yeah. funny because the reason I bring that question up is I hear this question all the time, and it drives me nuts. Of should he get in? It's yeah. Like, oh, unfortunately, no. I don't no. think so. No. I, I wish he would, but I, I well, I don't say I wish he would. No. I, I don't think he should. No. Um, just. He's just not quite there yet with no. his with his awards and stuff. Really high highs, yeah. but for the most part, it was only about four or five years. Right, right. So. And there's a lot of players that fall under that category, and you, you just can't have everyone yeah. in the Hall of Fame. So. Yes, but right. I gave him this number because yeah. he's the most recognizable player for me at this number. Yeah. On top of that... Great sack celebrations. Yes, right. I, the I, roping of the... <laughs> yes. One of my favorite things on Sports Center when I was growing up is who had the best sack celebration. Okay. And he almost always was in the top three and yeah. really just set the tone for you know all of these celebrations that were televised, mm-hmm. and he still is using that to this day. He does, yeah. Just a very recognizable player, even if you're not from the Midwest. 
Most people probably know Jared Allen from his antics on SportsCenter yep. are seeing him sack a quarterback and do the hog tie at the end of the it. The hog so, tie, right. Um, right. It's just a number I wanted to have fun with because it does drive me crazy that, in a good way, that he's still being mentioned here up mm-hmm. in Minnesota, um, whether for good or for bad. But yeah. to me, he's the most recognizable player here at this number. Yep. And, you know, he he retired when he was 33, kind of maybe too early, but I think he was done. Yeah, well, when he was at Chicago, it was yeah. very clear. And then Carolina was also another chapter yeah. that was kind of worrisome. Um, right. There's always the, he signs with Minnesota for his final, like, day contract yeah, to retire right. a Viking. Right. Um, which is always a good sign when yeah a player makes a close connection with a franchise. But, yeah, he was one of these guys that really high highs, very mm-hmm. low lows. And we never really got a consistent career out of him right. to the point where we can have the conversation of Hall of Fame, although Minnesotans love him yes, in a way that's just bizarre to yeah. other franchises, which, <laughs> yeah. we, hey, we got to have some Homer stuff here. Right, there you but, go. But um, I will go. pass it back to you for number 70. Okay, now we're in the 70s. Again, t- yeah. kind of a tough tough number range. Yeah. Um, but I will say that a um, couple of names do jump out. Um Jim Marshall from the Vikings, um, people don't maybe not know this, but the Vikings had a great defense in the 70s, and they were had a nickname, the, the Purple People Eaters. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Marshall was one of the players on that. Um, and then Art Donovan, another great player um, yeah. in the uh, 50s, actually. He played earlier than that, but he was one of those players that um, – Probably one of the very first players from the NFL to do like the late night talk show circuit as well. Yeah. So he was he was always cracking jokes and Johnny wow. Carson would have him on and things like that. Weird thing that I, I love about Art Donovan or connection I have. Mm-hmm. One of my first football cards I ever got was an oh, Art Donovan card. Nice. Yeah, I still have it. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So Art Donovan, just a great um great face of the NFL. Um just everyone, you know, liked him. He was a just super nice guy, super mm-hmm. good guy. Um, but I think I'm, I might have to go with Jim Marshall. Um, oh, okay. And I, and maybe I'm saying that cause he was a Viking, <laughs> but a um, couple funny stories about Jim Marshall. Number one is that I believe he was the first player in the NFL to be a grandpa, but still be playing. Really? Yes. I, okay. That's I, going on the list. That's going on the list to fact check, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, I remember, yeah, because I remember wow. watching. Wow, look at how long his career yeah. is. He's 20, 19 years yeah, in the 19 NFL. 19 years. Um, but, wow. and, and all but one year. He started with Cleveland, but then he, he moved to the Vikings and played with them. But two things about him. Number one is the grandpa story. I, I have to check that, <laughs> but I'm 99% sure that's the case. I remember watching a game um, in the 70s. Vikings are on TV, and I remember the announcer or somebody saying that Jim Marshall's a grandfather today or something like that. And I'm like, Wow. <laughs> Um, it must have been toward the end of his career, but I mean, he was in his forties, so yeah, he's you know, forty-two. Yeah, forty-two. But the other um, funny story about him, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen this highlight, but Vikings were playing a game, and can't remember who they were playing, but the ball was batted up in the air. Jim Marshall, of course, was a defensive end. He intercepted the ball and he ran the wrong way. So rather than running toward the right end zone, he was running toward the wrong end zone. And the announcers are like, Jim Marshall's running the wrong way. He ran the whole way down. All the players are trying to catch him to stop him, but they couldn't catch him. And he gets into the end zone and he scores a touchdown for the other team. I don't know if that's ever happened, but it did happen this once. 
Um, so that's Jim that Marshall's might be the most Viking Viking it's, story I've that's, ever heard. That's Vikings. That summarizes the Vikings that right really there. Does. That one play, that's, yeah. And but anyway, a lot of them. Um, yeah, he was a great, great player. Um, one time NFL champ. So keep in mind, he won the NFL championship with the Vikings before they had NFC and AFC. Mm. So that's why it says NFL champ. Yeah, no Super Bowls. No Super Bowls, but the Vikings were did actually win the NFL one year. So wow. Um, anyway, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Jim Marshall. I like it. It's fun to revisit that name. Yeah. Because yeah, I had Art Donovan here mm-hmm. just for the pure sure. like. I knew Art Donovan from football cards, and my grandpa knew uh, stories about him, but Sam Huff was already Mm -hmm. here. There's just some really good number 70s, and there's more to come. Um, But I think we'll slide into 71 next. And there's really only one name I want to talk about here, and that's Walter Jones. So Walter Jones was a tackle for the Seattle Seahawks pretty much all of the 2000s. Excuse me. Just a really consistent player. I remember watching him play for the Seahawks okay. in my childhood. Um, I had football cards of him. Just always well-revered as a very good player at his position. Hall of Famer, nine-time Pro Bowl, four-time All-Pro, and uh, one of the members of the Hall of Fame All-2000s team. Right. So again, well, well-revered for his position. Incredibly large human being, too. 6'5", 325. I just, wow. again, you can't mess with the stats. <laughs> this guy was just... A professional at what he did. He, really he was a was. professional manhandler when yeah. it came to being on the line. So yeah. and played left tackle. Really big, really athletic. Yeah. Yep. So that's my guy. I I don't know any other thoughts on him. Well, I would say he can definitely Russell Wilson can definitely thank him for keeping him <laughs> safe for all those years. Yeah. I, um, I was wondering if he ever played with him too, because I know he played with Matt Hasselback. But right. let me see his quarterback his final year. Um Shoot, I pulled up the wrong thing. One second. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. So he was 34 in his final year. And it was... When did Wilson start? I, I think he got drafted in 09 or okay, 10, so maybe, 10 maybe. Maybe he but missed Wilson. still, yeah. set a tone yeah. um, because that offensive line, he played with Matt Hasselbeck, Charlie Fry, and uh, I think okay. Spencer Wallace got was it. the other one. So, yeah, never really had a standout quarterback, but guy was safe. Okay, yeah. I mean, left tackle for that many years, um, just, and again, if you look at it, you know, he missed maybe a couple games here and there, but for the most part, he played every game and, you know, you just don't see that a lot this year or this time. So, all right. Awesome. 72. 72. Okay. Now this is where things are getting tough. I I know there's four players that immediately come to mind um, and I'll just rattle them off. Carlton Fisk. um, Mm -hmm. Ed Tutal Jones from the Cowboys. I remember. Great um, name. Great, yeah, great name. Um, Dan Deerdorf. Um, a lot of people know him as a uh, TV announcer or sports announcer, but he actually played for uh, the Chiefs for, and was a great offensive lineman. And then, of course, you can't forget about William the Refrigerator Perry <laughs> from the '85 Bears. Um, but and you know what? Honestly, you could probably go with any of these guys. I like Carlton Fisk. Um, you know, he was just a, a great yeah. player. Um, played pretty much half his career with the Red Sox and then half with the White Sox. Um, but one of those players where, you know, he played so many years. He played, what, yeah. 23, 24 Something years? Something like that, yeah. Crazy. Um, but, again, one of those players where people mention the name Carlton Fisk. And as a catcher, i got to tell you, for a catcher to catch that many years, like, I don't think you would ever see that nowadays. Because um, a catcher is a is – a, 
it's a hard position. I mean, it yeah. really takes a toll on your knees, on your yeah. body, the whole thing. So, um, so I, I'm going to go with Carlton Fisk, um, Hall of Famer, Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. um, 11 times All Star, Golden Glove winner, three times Silver Slugger, um, and again, comparing it to today's game, um, you you a lot of catchers today they're either really good hitters or they're really good catchers, but they're not both. And this guy was the whole deal. I mean, he yeah. was he was the just. Top to bottom, a great player for 20-something years. So When I looked at him, because I had him slotted here too, yeah. he's one of the most complete profiles you can get as a catcher. Right. Just if you took Carlton Fisk on your team, you knew what you were getting, mm-hmm. and you were getting high quality. Absolutely. And that's what I love about it, and absolutely. I love that pick. Yeah. I think he slotted in, played till he was 45 years old. Isn't that which, amazing? Mad respect for that. Wow. Um, yeah, just a great career, so I'm glad that yeah. you brought it up. Plus, he made an all-star, what is it, third to last year, I think? Yeah, isn't that funny? Um, I mean, Good right to the last end, yeah. yeah. I think the last two years were the only dip, but even then, right. played 62 games the second to last year and then 25, and that was kind of the that sign of the end times. Yeah. But I really love that pick. I think that's a great one. Awesome. All right, 73. Um, so there were three names that came up for me at 73. There was John Hanna, mm-hmm. Larry Allen, and Ron Yari. Okay. Um the thing about these three players that I really like mm-hmm. is they almost have identical credentials to win this number. Right. Um, just reading from one side to the other. Larry Allen, Hall of Famer, 11-time Pro Bowl, 6-time All-Pro, 1-time Super Bowl champ, All-90s team, and All-2000s team. Wow. John Hannon, uh, Hannah, excuse me, Hall of Famer, 9-time Pro Bowl, 7-time All-Pro, uh, All-70s and All-80s team. <laughs> Ron Yari. Hall of Fame, seven-time Pro Bowl, six-time All-Pro, NFL champ, pre-Super Bowl with the Vikings. Right. All seven or all seventies Hall of Fame team. Yeah. So, any of these guys can get it. Right. For me, I originally had Ron Yari put okay. here, um, but I'm actually going to give it to Larry Allen. All right. Um, Larry Allen won his Super Bowl with the Cowboys. Yep. Uh, played a very long career from 1994 to 2007 all at the guard tackle position, and to be good at that position mm-hmm. is so demanding. Right. Um, I just really have a lot of respect for what he was able to do in the line, especially winning a Super Bowl with that Dallas team that yeah. was arguably, I don't think they are the team, but definitely have a reason to be the team of the 90s in a lot of way with Detroit Aikman, Jerry Jones, yes. those names. Yep. Um, and Michael he is, Urban. Yep. Yes, he is on that team, and he is one of the reasons that they win. Yep. Um, so I just... Think when also I should say this I'm rambling a bit, but when you're on the two Hall of Fame teams mm-hmm. for the same position, that's incredible. Um, Hannah was also on two different teams, but I mean we're picking nits here. Yeah. Like this is too close to call, and I'm going to give it to Larry Allen. My favorite story about Larry Allen was um, they were the Cowboys were playing on Thanksgiving. I can't remember the year, um, probably the mid to, mid to late '90s. And John Madden and Pat Summerall were calling yeah. the game. And John Madden loved to use the, the teleprompter thing where he could yes. write on the screen. Yes. And I remember him going on and on and on about the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys offensive line, yeah. how good they were. Yeah. Because they were, they were just dominating. I mean, they could yes. move the ball down the field like nobody's business. Anyway, I remember 
John Madden basically said the reason why they're so good is because these guys are absolutely huge. And he took the <laughs> teleprompter, and Larry Allen was standing like in the huddle, and he, he circled his stomach, and he's like, "This is why they're so good because they're they're big guys, yeah. they're big and fat." Well, I'm so glad you brought up like the offensive line of Dallas yes. being revered because Emmett oh, Smith, yes. all-time rushing record. Ran behind that line. Yep, he did. And, and I tell you, that's why he's, he, I mean, he's a great runner. Don't get me wrong. Oh. But to have a line like that, any running back would just drool over that. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna change my way there. And number 73 goes to Larry Allen. Larry Allen. Okay. All good, right. Good 74 is to you. 74. A um, lot of good lot of good numbers here. Um, Bob Lilly, um, he was a great, uh, great football player. But you know what? Merlin Olsen, a lot of people Ooh. don't know. Yeah, he actually played for um, the Rams for his whole career. Nice. A great player. He was a defensive tackle. Um, again, back then, he was 6'5", 270. That's a big guy. For yes. back then, that was enormous guy. That is a really yeah. big man. Um, and he was actually, I mean, he went on to have a whole career in TV and stuff like that. But, um, but he was a solid player for the Rams from 62 all the way to 76. Um, pro Bowler, multiple Pro Bowlers, Hall of Famer, um, five times All Pro, four times Pro, uh, pro Bowl, All Sixties team and All Seventies team, mm. and to do that, like you're saying before, to do even just one of those is amazing, but to do two of them, yeah, it, it just shows you that a player is good his entire career. They're just a solid, good player. Yeah, so. I, I completely looked over when I was making this list. It's again like I get to see all my mistakes as I go through this. <laughs> how big he was for that yes. time that is a goliath of it, a man six two is considered a giant right in his time and he's six five two seventy i mean that's that's big today that's and, big today you know, yeah. yeah so wow um yeah he was a he was a big guy and just an absolute um menace on the defensive line for well, the rams so. love that pick yeah and we're gonna slide into our last one here and okay. i feel like number 75 it's pretty yeah. clear, I think, who I'm going to pick, but just for the sake of it, I want to list a couple guys okay. because they were awesome in their own right. Deacon Jones, yep. Forrest Gregg, and Lomas Brown. Right. Those were the three that I, I call runners up to Mean Joe Green. Yep. Mean Joe Green gets number 75. Yep. Um, when I got a Mean Joe Green card, <laughs> I was about eight or nine years old, and I knew who he was. Wow. And I like danced around my bedroom like, That's oh my so god, cool. I got a mean Joe Green yes. card. Like you knew who Joe Green was yep. just by the nickname and the reputation alone. And it wasn't until I was about eighteen or twenty okay. that I actually saw him play on oh. an old grainy film okay. tape, whatever it was, because right. he was playing from nineteen sixty nine to nineteen eighty one, and kind right. of the core of his career was sixty nine, really till seventy six. Right. I would say, mm-hmm. um, you can argue even longer. But, I mean, he is a staple of the NFL. Right. And uh, I like that we get to end on this number yeah. just because how how can you tell the story of football without him? Right. I mean, Mean Joe Green, again, if you go ever, if you ever go to the, uh, to Pittsburgh, ask around, everyone knows Mean yeah. Joe Green. Jersey's um, everywhere still. Jersey's everywhere. Even at games, you'll see 75. Um, just a great, great player. Um, and, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't, um, as big as people thought, you know, I mean, no. he was six four two seventy five, which is big, but it wasn't like big, big like a defensive yeah. tackle would be today. But just a great player. Again, he's one of those 
cornerstones of those 70s Steelers teams that won four Super Bowls mm-hmm. and just absolutely dominating player. Super nice guy, great guy yeah. all around. So, yeah. Good face for the league. Absolutely. Um, yep. One of the things that jumped out to me, and I don't really know what I expected, was his sack numbers. Mm-hmm. So he has 77 and a half sacks. Yeah. That's probably not considered a ton of sacks by modern day, but right. the disruption and right. what he meant to defenses. You had to plan how to stop <laughs> Joe Green. Right. And then the Steelers would really come alive. So yeah, it was hard for me to pass him. I'm just going to read his stats real quick. Um, he was or his accommodations. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a ten-time Pro Bowler. He's a four-time or ten-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champion. He's on the All Seventies team for the Hall of Fame. He's a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Walter Payton Man of the Year mm-hmm. in '79. Just. Awesome human being, awesome football player. Right. Do you remember the? Com- well, you probably don't remember the commercial, the famous commercial with Joe Green. Do you? I don't think so. Okay, so this this predates you, but it doesn't <laughs> me. So, um, it was a Coke commercial, and oh, yeah, you know yes, the one. Yes, I do know the one. Yeah. And it was it was probably one of the first commercials I remember seeing with an athlete in it. But the commercial, if you haven't seen it, you got to go to YouTube yeah. and check it out. But basically, this kid. Um, <laughs> is standing in the uh, the tunnel that goes back to the, the locker rooms and he's drinking a bottle of Coke or something like that and he hands it to Joe Green and Joe Green drinks the Coke or whatever and the kid's like, oh, well, that's so awesome and then Joe Green throws the kid his jersey and it's just, it's just a great commercial. Yeah. But I remember that when that commercial came out and everyone was just like, wow, that's really cool. Oh. So, yeah. One of the best Coke commercials of all time, for sure. I st- nerd moment. I still have his card on display in in my awesome. in my little office at to. work. Yeah, you I have still to. have that up. Yeah. Because it was just one of those moments when you're a kid, you're like, he, it's like the Sandlot reaction to when yep. they get the baseball signed by Babe Ruth. Like, right. Babe Ruth. <laughs> yes. Like you know, Mean Joe Green. Right. You know who mean Joe Green mean is. Mean Joe Green. Yep. So. Love it. I love that we get to end on this number, but uh, any parting thoughts on the draft or anything you want to revisit before we head out? No, I think that's it. I think we covered some great great players and great numbers. Yeah, I think the same. I like that we got to play with it a little bit, call a couple audibles, give one to the Packer, give one to a Viking. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but like the other two that we've done of these redrafts, if you have numbers or if you want to make your own list, we'd love to see it. Feel free to send it to our website or our email at thatsadumrule.com. Um, but thank you guys again for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can revisit, like I said, our podcast on our website or email us at that's a dumb rule.com. Um, otherwise, Greg, thank you for doing this exercise with All me. Right. It's fun to hear these stories again and tune in next time for another dumb redraft. All right.